Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line. It is March the 10th, 2021. Hard to believe it's 2021. Just can't believe it. Can't believe it. So glad you're here. First off, you know the drill. Make sure you like, you comment on the video, whether you love it, you hate it, you're indifferent. We need you to comment. Give us some input or just comment and just say, hey, good show. It helps us push the channel and the show into the algorithm when you do that. So like and comment. That would be greatly appreciated. Also, yesterday, we did the second conspiracy show. Okay. Conspiracy show number two. We did that in place of this show over the line. And we uploaded it everywhere we normally upload it. And then YouTube was like, nah, we're taking it down. We don't like it. So it's not on YouTube. You can't watch it on YouTube. You got some other options to watch it. You got options to listen to it. But YouTube is not one of them. Uh, and they claimed it was copyright something. Something, something about NBC studios or whatever so there's not much we can do about that we're real loose with what we play on the show so there we, we played a couple of, of movie clips to make a point about the topic we were talking about and that's probably what triggered it but it's still on rumble it is also on uh roku if you have Roku or Apple TV, you can watch it on there as well. Those are totally separate from all this other stuff. So it's on there. Um, the app you download for if you have Roku or Apple TV, it's called Grokal. G-R-O-K-A-L-L. Look that up. Download that app on your smart TV. And then once you do, once you click on that, you will see over the line right there. You can watch it on your TV. Easy peasy. And then it's on all the podcast, audio, podcast platforms, and all that stuff. So check that out. Not a whole lot going on in the news today that hasn't been going on for days on end. Migrant crisis, COVID relief bill, Joe Biden mentally declining at a rapid pace. Kamala Harris taking another solo call with a foreign leader, this time the leader of Norway. Kamala Harris uh, makes a phone call to them. Without including Joe Biden, it's obvious what's going on there. Kamala Harris is about to take the reins. It's just a matter of when. What they're doing, and they're they're using the opposition in order to achieve this. They're allowing the narrative of Joe Biden's losing his marbles. They're allowing that to stew instead of putting a stop to it. Because what they would do if they wanted to put a stop to it, they would send him out there, let him do his thing. You know, they would get with the friendly press. They would pre-screen the questions, make sure Joe knows what's going to be asked of him and knows what the answer needs to be, and they'd get through it. They'd just do a simple, easy press conference. But they're not doing that because they want this narrative to stew and grow and build so when they do pull the plug on Uncle Joe and put Kamala in there, we won't be shocked. We were ready for it. So, you'll watch. You'll see. That is, in fact, what is going to happen. That's what we talked about two days ago, so I'm not going to get too far into that. I do want to remind you about my boys over at Vapor Forge. You know Vapor Forge. 
They're your guys that are going to hook you up with everything vape related. They've got CBD. They got Delta 8. Make sure you check them out and you tell them you heard it on Over the Line. You heard about it from Andrew McClain. 4673 Highway 280 East. Right here in Birmingham next to Bailey Brothers. 205-874-9010. is the number. Those are good solid people that support this show so make sure you go and um go and uh, and help them out hook them up go they're gonna hook you up somebody's gonna get hooked up but just know the more you support them the more you support this show and so if you go over there if you're a vapor or you're a smoker and you would like to get into the vaping stuff those guys are super knowledgeable super helpful super nice they're going to take care of you. I assure you of that. I would not tell you that had that not been true. And these are people that I use. There's only vape players I use. So right now at the White House, uh, Jen Psaki is holding a daily press briefing. Well, it's not Jen Psaki. It's somebody in a very bright yellow jacket. Maybe that's a raincoat. She looks a bit like a school bus. I mean, she's not. She's not big or anything, but she's she's got a really big uh <laughs> she got really bright yellow thing. I don't even know who this is. Hold on, let me swap over here. I, I know it's kind of silly for me to put something on here that's live, but I'm I'm curious now to who this is. Challenge in countries that have confronted serious uh, corruption risks. Just one follow up. Like, what mechanism is in place? Where how do you possibly safeguard that funding to make sure it stays out of the hands, of perhaps corrupt politicians? Well, I think one of the things that we've always done, always, and, and 31 years of the State Department has taught me this, is we do end-use monitoring, right? Our embassies and... What is wrong with her voice? Uh, it sounds like she's holding her nose while she talks. Checks, and we look at what's being done with the funds, right? We also don't deliver money in most cases. We deliver training. We deliver new lighting facilities that reduce violence and and crime you know so so a lot of what you do it's not hand wait lighting facilities to reduce crime what is that thank you very much you're talking about restarting cam these other long-term goals for what immigration policy should look like but right now new cnn reporting shows that unaccompanied migrant children are being held in these border patrol facilities for on average 107 hours that's up from, I believe, 77 hours on average last week. So what is the Biden administration doing right now to fix that? Well, I think, you know, my part of this focuses much more on what we're doing at the end of this process in Central America and Mexico. I think all of us at every stage of this process are doing everything we can to make sure that children are well cared for and moved into facilities that are appropriate for them but i want to make a point again that it's really what is it with these people they can never answer a question they've got the most friendly press in history and they still cannot answer the questions and they're not tough questions they're just like what are y'all doing about this well we're we're just we're doing what we can so what jen Psaki does the actual press secretary you know, there's the whole, she kept saying, circle back, circle back. I think she stopped saying that because she felt self-conscious about it. Now that everybody's talking about it. But they can't even answer the questions. Because they're getting caught with their pants down. They're getting caught 
doing the things that situations like this force you to do. There are situations we as a country face where we've only got one option, right? And so they're being put in that position and they're like, well, you said it was evil and inhumane that Trump was doing this. The way that they were detaining children. So why are y'all doing it? Well, we're just doing what we can. That's all you got? It's a nightmare. It's, a, it's an absolute nightmare on the border. I'm going to do a separate show with uh, the chaos going on on the border because it's bad. It is bad, bad. And the effects of it are not going to reach us immediately. But we will see them in the months and years to come. And it's not going to be good, especially for people that live in impoverished, impoverished areas. They're going to be hit the hardest. Areas of low income, areas with scarce jobs, they're going to be hurt the worst. The people that the Democrats claim to care the most about are going to be the most affected by this. It's crazy to leave the borders open like this. And it's not, let's be clear, it's not that we left the borders open. It's the fact that we stopped building the wall and then told people to come. Throughout the entire campaign, Joe Biden literally invited migrants from Central America to come cross our border by saying, hey, we're... we're we're not. These people just want a better life. Leave them alone. Word travels to Mexico. Word travels to Guatemala, El Salvador. Very dangerous places. And these people start working their way up here. It's no coincidence that this stuff, these caravans started coming in. Thousands of them a day started coming in right after Joe Biden took office. It's all very timed. It's all very planned out. There are very powerful people, George Soros, in the world that fund this stuff. They fund activists to get groups of migrants together and get them across this border. It's all very well organized. And it's been happening. Because there are people with a lot of money and a lot of power that fundamentally want to change this country. And dumping in people from dangerous parts of the world is the perfect way to do it. Not to mention the fact that everybody all across the world seeing this. Everybody, our enemies, our allies, everybody sees that we have our borders wide open. So do you think terrorists in the Middle East, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, you, you think they're going to be like, well, I mean, you know, we could go go across the southern border, but we're not going to do that. That's not fair. That's not fair for us to cross the border that way, to get in the country that way, and then commit an act of terror. Of course they will. These are not just poor immigrants that are looking for a better life. Some of them are. A lot of them are, I would, I would venture to say. But all it takes is a small portion of that group to be very dangerous people to cost a lot of lives. 
we've gone over the past four years with very few terrorist attacks, right? And the left will say, oh, we've had four years of homegrown terrorism. That's a lie. That is a bold-faced lie. But what we had come to know as international terrorism, Islamic terrorism, whatever, whatever you want to call it, we had seen very little of that. That is about to ramp up. We're about to start seeing it again. Because Joe Biden is taking the same stance on the border that Barack Obama is. They let these people, invite them, encourage them to come across the border, allow our border patrol to get overwhelmed, and then people just get to come willy-nilly across the border. Smuggling children. children. This is... This is a sea of humanity where children are being beaten, they're being raped, people are being killed, people are dying out in desert fields. Like It's like a horror movie. Some of the most disgusting behavior happens to those people on that trip to America. And Joe Biden invited them to be a part of that. The left is inviting them to be a part of some of the most traumatizing things that any human being could ever experience, including death. And not once have they ever mentioned that those things go on. But we know for a fact they do. It's absolutely sickening. Did I just did I just do a, a freaking illegal immigration podcast? I didn't mean to go that far with it. I'm going to have to find something else to talk about tomorrow. Here's what I want to talk about today. You ready? You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. The COVID-19 spending bill. COVID-19 relief package. Now, off the top, the COVID-19 relief package, less than 10% of it is really spent on anything COVID-related. Okay? This is a 1.9% trillion dollar package so far we've spent like four or five a trillion dollars since this time last year which is insane 1.9 trillion dollars where 10 percent of it less than 10 percent of it goes to covid relief or things that were affected by covid less than one percent goes to vaccines and the rest of it goes to left-wing liberal progressive projects. Money being thrown out the window. Your money. Money that's not not just your money that is money that your children and your grandchildren are going to have to pay back. I tried to find somebody that put out a good piece about some of the wasteful spending, and and nobody really did a piece that that, that have the more absurd things in them, so I'll throw that on kind of at the end. But Forbes put out a piece, and it was simply titled... Is there wasteful spending in the new $1.9 trillion coronavirus stimulus bill? 
Well, duh. Of course there is. So, you go down. It talks about... Um, over the weekend, the house posted a first draft version. And think about how fast this thing moved. Nobody's got time to read stuff like this. And that's the point of it. They put it out there. They give you like 12 hours. And they say, all right, let's vote on it. The American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. $1.9 trillion emergency aid package to help America recover from the coronavirus pandemic. Previous legislation has already provided at least $4 trillion in funds for testing, paid family leave, small business relief, direct payments to individuals and families, the Kennedy Center, and a plethora of non-related COVID-19 relief. Since Nancy Pelosi's leadership team essentially wrote the bill, that's another important point, Nancy Pelosi and her team just, they wrote it, that's why it only benefits liberals our auditors at OpenTheBooks.com found how, what House Democrats consider coronavirus recovery essential spending. $1.5 million earmarked for the Seaway International Bridge, which connects New York to Canada. Senate Leader Chuck Schumer hails from New York. So that is one of his projects. So in order for us to recover from COVID... We need to spend a mil and a half for a bridge that goes from New York to Canada. Isn't transportation from one country to the other what got us in this situation? I digress. $50 million for family planning. Now, what is family planning? Well, that's murdering babies. That's right. $50 million of your dollars going to murder children. Uh, going to nonprofits like Planned Parenthood or public entities, including for services for adolescents. Keep in mind, Planned Parenthood already gets $500 million a year tax dollars a year. So they don't really need extra $50 million or whatever their cut of that is. Nonetheless, you're giving it to them because I guess COVID really hurt business. Who knew... Who knew the baby-killing business took a hit during COVID? $852 million for AmeriCorps. AmeriCorps Vista and the National Senior Service Corps, the Corporation for National and Community Service Civil Volunteer Agencies. This includes $9 million for the AmeriCorps Inspector General to conduct oversight and audits of the of the. Largess, Largus, whatever that word is, AmeriCorps received $1.1 billion in fiscal year, fiscal year 2020. Uh. So basically, and I'm just learning, I'm just trying to uh, process this as we go. Um, AmeriCorps Inspector General, 9 million of the uh, 180, okay, that's just a part of it. Anyway, we'll skip over that part. People of goodwill can debate the, uh, the each of the goals, but is it truly emergency spending or funding related to COVID nineteen? I wonder why, why why Forbes feels the need to dance around this. Like we realize that this is this is not COVID relief. Literally ninety percent of this package has nothing to do with COVID relief. 
Wall Street Journal editorial board estimated that only $825 billion was directly related to COVID relief, which I think is a very gen- generous, a very generous analysis of what money is going to COVID. For example, separately, our auditors found that $470 million in the bill doubles the budgets of the Institute of Museum and Library Services and the National Endowment of the Arts and the Humanities. $200 million in the bill to the Institute of Museum and Library Services. The fiscal year 2019 budget for that organization, $230 million. For the entire year, fiscal year 2019. But we're just going to give them an extra $200 million because why not? This agency is so small that it doesn't even employ an inspector general. But guess what? They're going to get $200 million. While the rest of you small businesses that are shutting your doors don't get diddly squat. $270 million funds the National Endowment of the Arts and the Humanities. Their fiscal year 2019 budget was $253 million. So they're getting more than their already taxpayer funds. In 2017, our study showed 80% of all nonprofit grants making flowed to well-held organization with over $1 million in assets. That sounds like they're doing pretty good. Quick spotlight on agencies and entities receiving coronavirus recovery money in the bill includes $350 billion to bail out the 50 states and the District of Columbia, a.k.a. Washington, D.C., The allocation formula uses the unemployment rate in the fourth quarter of 2020. So what does that mean? That means the higher your unemployment rate was at the end of last year, the more money you're going to get, right? So the states like New York and California, who had literally locked down their citizens and ruined businesses, they're going to get the most money. It will be bailouts to states who did the worst job during the pandemic. And this is not money that's going to the people that suffered. This is going to the state government, who will then squander it elsewhere, and you won't see a dime of it. States like Florida and South Dakota, who did it right, who remained open and kept the people safe, they will get much much less. $128 billion to fund K-12 through education. Okay, that's not bad. Uh, our, our schools have really taken a hit. The CBO determined that most of the money in education will be distributed in 2022 through 2028. Well, after the pandemic is over? <laughs> what? You got $128 billion going to the schools. And you're not even going to give it to them until as late as 2028. Think about that. So the kids that suffered the most, they won't even reap the benefits of that funding because they'll be out of school by then. Wow, that's smart. God, I'm so glad we have such smart, genius people leading our country. $86 billion to save nearly 200 pension plans Insured by Pension Benefit Guarantee Corp. 
There are no reforms mandated while these badly managed pensions are bailed out. Many of these pension plans are co-managed by unions. That's why they're getting $86 billion, because they're co-managed by unions. $50 billion? That's right. Five zero goes to the Federal Emergency Management Agency, a.k.a. FEMA. A portion of these funds are earmarked to reimburse up to $7,000 for funeral and burial costs related to COVID-19 deaths. That is actually COVID-related. Imagine that. $39.6 billion to higher education. That means college campuses that are indoctrinating your children at this very moment. This amount is three times the money, which is $12.5 billion that higher education received with the massive CARES Act funding from last March. So the first COVID bill, the first COVID bill granted universities $12.5 million. Now, the Democrats have taken charge in a second bill as we're really in a lot better shape than we were back then. Higher education is getting $39.6 billion. $1.5 billion for Amtrak, the National Railroad Passenger Corporation. In fiscal year 2020, Congress appropriated $3 billion for Amtrak. $2 $2 billion in annual appropriations, plus an additional $1 billion in the, in the CARES Act COVID relief bill. The first one, in the three years before the pandemic, Amtrak lost $392 million, even after a $5 billion taxpayer subsidy between fiscal year 2017 and fiscal year 2019. Why do we keep funding things that lose money? Why? Famtrack's <laughs> not making money. Do something else. Man, the Democrats, first of all, they got it made. Because they get to do what they want, do what they know is the wrong thing, and then they're not held accountable. But we live in a country where if you eliminated something like that, And I don't want to get into the specifics of the pros and cons of Amtrak. But if you eliminated something like that, there is going to be a hole. An opportunity-sized hole. An entrepreneur-sized hole for somebody to fill. To come in there, whether on the private side or whatever. And turn it into something good that is beneficial to society. And something that is actually turning a profit. But now the government says, let's just keep throwing money at it. We know it's not working, but whatever. Forbes goes on to say, we reached out to Speaker Pelosi for comment. We'll update this piece if there's a response. During the past three years, Republicans and Democrats have helped drain the U.S. Treasury from the left and the right. Our national debt increased from $10 trillion in 2008 to $19.6 trillion in 2016. And ready for this? $23.6 trillion in 2020. And as of today, our debt stands at $28 trillion. That's over a lot of people's heads. And I get it. It's just a word. And it's thrown around so much. You're like, it was a trillion dollars. Doesn't seem like that much. 
Just put it in perspective. Really think about it. Think about $100. Okay, if you got $100, 100 of those makes 1,000. If you got 1,000, 100 of those makes uh, what? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I got it backwards. If you got $1,000, if you got $100, 1,000 of those. I'm not good at math. So, a trillion dollars. Say you got a million dollars. Then you multiply that times a thousand, you got a billion dollars. A billion dollars is one thousand one million dollars, right? That's a lot of money. But one billion, if you multiply that times a thousand, you have one trillion dollars. Think about a billion dollars. Like a billion dollars is the most you could have as a human being. Like even the most successful person on the planet. You can't get much more than a billion dollars. We've multiplied that, our debt, by 28,000. That's a lot. And if my math is wrong on all that, don't correct me. But I'm trying to put it in perspective, and maybe this is why nobody gets it. Because math is hard. Ugh. But the most sickening part of this COVID relief bill is the fact that not only will you get a $14,000 check. I'm sorry. Numbers messed me up. The most sickening part of this COVID relief bill is even though you're going to get a $1,400 check, also, people getting a $1,400 check is going to include people like the Boston Marathon bomber. Dylan Roof, who shot up and killed people at a black church. People that are in prison for murder, for rape, pedophilia. All those people, if they file taxes, they're getting a $1,400 check. And you can always remember that that $1,400 that goes to somebody like Dylan Roof... When you look at your paycheck stub, you'll know that money they took out, it went to him. A guy that shot up a church congregation. People that murder. People that rape. The most evil people on this planet. The Democrats are giving them a stimulus check. That's what's in this COVID relief bill. Couldn't make one single stipulation to say, well, let's at least take out the prisoners. No, no, no. We're going to leave them in. Because we may get them out of jail soon or at least get them their voting rights and allow people to vote for prison. And if they can vote from prison, they're going to remember that we gave them $1,400. And guess what? We got Democrat voters for life. That's what this is about. That's all it's about. Democrats are sick, sick, sick people. So make sure you're looking at your paycheck stub. Look at your paycheck stub, cuz. And remember, Democrats gave your tax dollars to the most evil people we have in this country. 
That's it for Over the Line. Thank y'all for hanging out yet again. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow. Hopefully, this one will last on YouTube. If it's not, make sure you go to Rumble. You subscribe to our Rumble show, our Rumble channel, which is Andrew McLean Who, W-H-O. Andrew McLean Who, all one word. We haven't changed that yet, but it's right there. And uh, also the audio podcast are all there. And our conspiracy shows over on Rumble, even though it's not on YouTube. Make sure you hook all that up. Share, comment, like, subscribe. Hook it up. And we'll see you next time when we have you a brand new show. And this Friday on the Friday Night Live. And until then, see you, Coles.